Section 39 of The United States. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avahi in August 2020. The World's Story, Volume 12, The United States. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 39. Social Life in New Netherland. 17th century by william elliot griffiths the dutch never took kindly to the axe or the log cabin in succession to their first creditable houses of bark after the iroquois model they had frame houses of sawn timber for they very early set up sawmills but the typical house in new netherland consisted of two brick walls gabled and crow-stepped with the intervening space of timber thus they combined the solidity of stone with the interior dryness of the wooden dwelling after the first frontier novelties of experience were over the dutch shack dugout or wooden house was rebuilt of stone or brick besides early baking their own clay into stone buckstain much brick and probably most of the glazed tiles and material for wall checkering was brought from holland as ship's ballast thus in the majority of cases the front and rear walls or gabled ends were of mineral material the whole intervening space except the chimney being of wood and often strengthened with iron rods one of the gables faced the street and the other the garden with a stoop or porch at each end the front one having seats and railings when such a house got too old it was common as i have often seen to tear out everything but the frame and between the old thick gable ends of brick or stone to rebuild with modern timber in new interior arrangements the door was divided crosswise into two parts upper and lower the former to let in air and light and the latter to keep out the pigs chickens and marauders of all sorts the dutch bisected door goes back to feudal days when every comer might be challenged before being given entrance of similar warlike origin was the projecting second story which overlapping by its extension the doorway beneath allowed the defender above to guard against attack by fire or weapon in many old dutch houses in the mohawk and hudson valleys this feature served admirably against hostile indians in the later frame dwelling ancient history and survival are suggested by a conventional moulding which reveals the projection of a few inches only the bricks near the gables wrought in the form of crow steps or top pieces serving as chimneys were laid in curious triangular or checkered patterns just as one sees in friesland today indeed the keen-eyed visitor to holland can recognize the original model and features of many an old house in kingston and schenectady the ancestral traits reappear in the domestic architecture of the new world as infallibly as the noses mouths eyes and hair common to the grandparents parents and grandchildren in the same towns at one point there was a notable departure from the model in patria and that was in the windows which on manhattan and in old dorp for example were small in holland even though the panes of glass be very small and the house fronts narrow 
the window spaces are and were large this is because in holland windows have from medieval times been taxed by number much of the war revenue was thus raised in new netherland no such reason existed permanently and a sash of many panes being cheaper and less liable to break was used thus the house lights were modest in size as compared with the large windows in patriarch on the outside fastened into the bricks were anchors or iron clamps hammered into figures showing dates if it were possible to have a weather vane cock arrow monogram family crest or arms on the gable top it was sure to be there the blacksmith or anchor smith was an important person in the new netherland village he was usually an artist more or less ambitious for he made floriated patterns of hinges or braces that might branch out over most of the area of the upper or lower leaf of the door he enjoyed pounding out colossal figures one six or seven and other digital numerals for the ornamentation of the house front he was probably also the maker of the big church door lock on his anvil he beat out the key brazing on the bit or web rounding on his anvil's beak a bow and forging it to the shank and filing out the wards he was also responsible for the church weather vane which in frontier days instead of stamped gilded metal representing a cock lamb beaver or other emblem of doctrine or virtue was usually cut or punched out of sheet iron the anchor-smith followed mason and carpenter in the building of a house he equipped the fireplace with a cast-iron jamb and irons and the great swinging pot-holder with chain and hangers often the iron jamb or bag was a casting containing dates emblems mottoes scriptural or other quotations proverbs or poems only in late days when the dutchmen learned from the japanese to make delft ware and applied their knowledge to tiles were those miniature bible panoramas set up to adorn the front and sides creating a fashion which was borrowed by the new englanders delft tiles served as the picture galleries at which our american painters trumbull alston vanderlyn and others received their first impressions and stimulus to art often these tiles had on them mere outlines of biblical events with numbers showing the text which one must look up in order to understand the pictorial allusion on others the designs were suggestions rather than pictures mere lesson helps the fireplace was literally the focus of the house and the home it was big enough usually to accommodate the whole family should they want all at once to get inside to look up its black throat to see whether santa claus or kris kringle were coming inside its length up and down were usually steps or projections on which the chimney sweep or cleaner usually a boy not too fat could steady his feet while brushing or scraping off the soot or the stalactites of pine tar hickory was the best fuel however and kept the chimney neater the inner hearth was most often of brick but the broad outer hearthstone consisted frequently of one slab of noble length and width the back log gloried in and celebrated in song and proverb was so huge that in many cases the house was purposely built against the side of a hill in order that the kitchen door might be level with the ground 
a heavy section of tree trunk sawed to the right length was hauled in by a horse rolled and set as the background of the fire while corn cobs brush and faggots blazed in front here after the serious work of preparing the food was over the family set for rest worship chat and gossip jokes and merriment and no people were wittier brighter or more full of fun than the dutch in winter the long evenings were given up to stories finger games with lullaby for baby and pipe for papa and then at the right time cider apples nuts and refreshments as desired for the real old folks the hearth was the place of memory but for the young it was the seed-bed of dreams in the darting tongues of the blaze and the deep glow of the embers lad and lassie saw the castles of the future and the aged pictures of the past carpets and matting were for the most part unknown instead of these hiders of dirt and holders of germs the floor was scrubbed until it shone and then sprinkled with white sand which was made into fanciful patterns with the end of a broomstick a custom which one sees in the back country in holland to-day such a floor dressing swept off and renewed every week made life for the vermin so disagreeable that they kept out and away in the homes of the well-to-do rugs were common the threshold covenant was an ancient and serious thing with the dutch in other words the front door was opened only on great occasions of joy or when a bride or a corpse was to cross the line dividing outdoors from indoors for everyday use and for everybody in general the kitchen door was the proper entrance often the hallway was from front to rear the sitting-room being at the back and the parlor in front in small houses numbering fewer apartments than the fingers on one hand the bedrooms were in the wall or were like cupboards shut up during the day and opened at night and climbed up and into by means of a short step-leather in a word just as one still sees in the old homeland to-day and recognizes on the canvases from ostade to israel's so within my remembrance were the interiors in dutch america to the domine of the congregation it was the matron's pride to show all from cellar to attic with the wondrous store of house linen and table equipment the beds were made of hay or straw corn leaves or silk moss hair or feathers sewed into ticking which is an english word of dutch origin sassafras wood was at first much in demand for supposed protection from unwelcome bedmates securing it was believed to each person the exclusive use of its own cuticle as civilization advanced the bunk or box lined with dry leaves spruce boughs or pine needles gave way to the four-poster bed and in later times favorite imported woods were in fashion long after manhattan was swapped off for surinam with its forests of mahogany this timber became plentiful and in fashion for furniture to take the chill off the pure linen sheets long-handled brass bed warmers were used polished until their basins shone like gold these hung on the walls by day as part of the decoration of the room to become hand stoves at night except what one's own caloric and the thick folds of quilt blanket or comfortable furnished 
the bed warmer was usually the only source of heat allowed in the sleeping chamber though later luxury allowed wood stoves as a rule all the family the parents up in the heights of piled feather beds or mattresses and children in the trundle beds beneath slept in pure cold air for the great open chimney was a capital ventilator when hearts are light and life is new slumber after prayers was usually too sudden and too sound to know much of the variations of the thermometer the dutchman took sleep as a serious thing enjoyed plenty of it and believed in it as one of life's best blessings how beautiful is the evening prayer in the liturgy of the dutch church temper our sleep that it be not disorderly that we remain spotless both in body and soul nay that our sleep itself may be to thy glory End of section thirty nine